Everything is Okay is a production of My Safe LA, a nonprofit organization committed to fire and life safety and helping communities build resilience and self-reliance. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything is Okay, the podcast production of My Safe LA. Today, we have another special episode because we have another special guest. Well, blah, blah, blah. Hey, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, We're so excited. Today, we're covering the topic of safe swimming, and we wanted to have a guest for this episode because one of our co-founders and educators here at My My Safe LA is the lovely, the wonderful Cameron Barrett. Hello. Hi, Cam. Hi, guys. Hi, Cameron. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Really excited to talk to you about this. Um, Our very first question for us and for the audience is, will you basically just tell us about your background as an educator with My Safe LA and specifically like your work with teaching people about safe swimming? So basically, you want me to say why in the world you've chosen me? <laughs> yes. 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 Exactly. Tell us yeah. your credential do I have of making this worthwhile? <laughs> Tell um, us why we should listen to you. Yeah. Well, um, like Kara, I am a former lifeguard, so mm. that that I guess qualifies me a little bit. Um, my dad was um, a competitive swimmer when he was a young man, and so when he had the three of us. Uh, me and my brother and sister, he just basically tossed us in the water at like two. <laughs> so I've been swimming for a while. Um, and with my safe LA, I'm one of the founders. So I've been at safety education and public education for like 12 years. And one of the um, subjects that we teach the public uh, regarding safety is water safety. So yeah, uh, I learned a lot about water safety, especially in California. And we can talk about that today. Oh, great. Uh- I Wonderful. also was a competitive swimmer. So yeah, me and your dad are the same person. <laughs> what was you? All three of us. I I was my my stroke was I am and breaststroke. Oh, I was a backstroker. Okay. And long distance freestyle. I like oh, to play mermaids. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a stroke. Very fun. Competitively? Yeah, yeah. Me and, I mean, me and my sister do get very imp- competitive, but that also has to do with uh, family dynamics, so we don't have to talk about uh, Also, that. just Jessica is just very competitive yeah. if you play a game at all. Well, it- you meet my whole family and you understand why. <laughs> I don't understand what's wrong with that. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. All right, Cameron, um, what are some of the most common dangers at the beach and how can those dangers be prevented or avoided? Okay, so let's talk about California beaches. We've <laughs> lived, this gang right here, our podcast gang, we've lived in different places. So we know that beaches are different no matter where you go. But we're based in LA, so let's talk about California beaches. California beaches are cold. People mm-hmm. don't know that. They yeah. think literally that they're coming out to Santa Monica and or San Diego and they're going to be wallowing in, in, in Caribbean water. They are not. <laughs> so I just looked this up. It's 72 degrees in the water in San Diego right now. It's 66 in Huntington <gasps> Beach. Ooh. It's 65 in Santa Monica. Oh. It's 62 in Santa Cruz. That sounds awful. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So somebody who's maybe not that familiar with water temperature is going to say, oh, that sounds lovely. That's great. 
okay, now I want you to think about this. What is your temperature, as in your body's temperature? 90, it's 98.6. I'm, in, I'm always in a 95. Okay, My body's well, weird. Even, <laughs> even you, Kara, who are oddly kind of sub-zero human, even you, um, you are still in wallowing in water that is so much colder than you. Mm-hmm. So you can become very exposed out in the water in California and it can happen quick and you might not know that it's happening. Um, So go into the water to cool off and then get the heck out as soon as you can. That's one thing, especially folks who are coming to visit or who are unfamiliar with ocean swimming, get wrong about California waters. They are cold. So that's super Mm -hmm. important. The other thing that a lot of people don't know about are rip currents. Um, Who knows about rip currents? Somebody jump in here. A little no, bit. Not much. I only know this is, I mean, um, they can kill you. Yeah. I was, um, this is like a family urban legend at this point, but I was like caught in one at the beach when I was young. I'm from California. And like, it's like a family story about how like my mom essentially saved me. And, um, yeah, I was like a little baby, so I don't really remember it. But like, I remember my family stopped going to the beach so frequently after that because me and my sister were both little. And my parents were like, clearly, they're not strong enough to like avoid that yet. Nobody is. Ooh. That's the really interesting thing about rip currents. Oh. Yes, they're of course they're they're different strengths. You can have them shorter or longer. But this is a rip. A rip current. Think of it as an under the water surface river, and it's going straight out from the beach. So think of a T. So a big letter T lying flat on the beach. Now put the bottom of the T at the wave line, at the, at the water line. So if you get in one, you could even be in three feet of water. You could be up to your knees even. If that rip is, is strong enough, it will tug you straight out to the ocean. Eventually it dissipates. So you can go either to the right or to the left, north or south east or west, whatever direction you're facing, but you can be way deeper than you want to be by the time that rip lets you go. So that's the easiest way to think about a rip current. It's an underground or an under the surface river and you are not swimming against it. Don't. It's a great way to completely exhaust yourself and to get into more trouble than you're already in. The easiest way to get out of a rip is to relax, let the current take you, stay calm, Uh, continue to stay on the surface of that water um, because salt water is very buoyant. Don't forget about Mm -hmm. that. You're much more likely Mm -hmm. to sink in a pool than you ever will in in the ocean. That's the great thing about that. Um, And so you just let it take you out and you continue to be calm and try and swim either right or left, not straight out. And eventually you'll be able to break out of that and then get yourself to shore. But rips are very dangerous and it's really important to know how they work. Wow, kind of, this is completely um, making it not sound scary at all, but if you get stuck in it, it kind of sounds like you treat it like a lazy river. Just let it take you. There you go. (laughs) Think about it's a giant water park, except I don't want anybody to go to a water park. Whether it's COVID or not, please don't go to a water park. They're so gross. Yeah, but do treat it, yeah, treat it like that. Here's another kind of freakish thing about rips if you're in a flotation device if you're in like a little floaty thing it can be moving even faster Ooh. so oh, yeah. scary but fun 
Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. We do our, not, you know, until rip... you can't see shore. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's terrifying. Yeah, are rip currents like pretty um, common? Like, are they yeah, going to be found at every beach, basically? You know, I'm sure there's a beach out there that doesn't have one, um, <laughs> but most, but most beaches do, and some beaches have more, and they're in more places than others. Santa Cruz, one of our partners. Uh, with our sister agency, California Fire Prevention Organization, one of our partners is this uh, is the Santa Cruz Fire Department. We've done a ton of water safety up there, and talk about a dangerous little beach. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. this mm-hmm. this beautiful little coved beach that's at the very top of Monterey Bay. It's bloody freezing. There's two world class surfing areas, so you want to avoid those. It's got a big old long pier with hundreds and hundreds of sea lions that live there mm-hmm. oh, it's yeah. uh, and there's a ton of rip it has got to be one of the most dangerous beaches out there to ever swim in um oh. so but is it fun yeah, yeah. And they've got the boardwalk right there too so please go and visit but don't <laughs> think you can own that beach yeah. do yeah. do the right thing there's a reason yeah. the horror movie can i mention uh-huh. one more yeah, can I mention one more right thing to do? Yeah, this is course. really, really smart, and I just learned it from the lifeguards up in Santa Cruz. I never once thought to do this, and I grew up on the beach. I spent days, I mean, every summer day where I grew up in New England on the beach, never thought to do it. When you go there as a family, or even alone, when you go there, walk up to the lifeguard and say hi. Mm. Check in. Ask oh, them what's going on today. Are there any conditions that you need to be worried about? Are there any places they, they wouldn't suggest that you swim or hang out? Introduce yourself. <sighs> tell them how comfortable you are or not comfortable you are. They all of a sudden have their eye on you, especially if you've got little ones with you. Mm-hmm. It's a really good idea to check in and say, I got these three little kids. I hate them all. I want them to all float out to sea. <laughs> and then they'll know that that's your objective. That's so <laughs> smart. And I never would have thought of it because that like in classic millennial fashion, I always think to myself, I'm like, I don't want to burden this lifeguard with my questions yep. and problems. Like I don't want to approach like a person in like a public service position and be like worry about me (laughs) but I get like that as soon as you said that I'm like yeah that is their job like they just they want to help people it's their job and they're bored yeah I was to say we're bored I mean granted I never was like a beach lifeguard but even at the pool it was and like teaching swim lessons of no if you've got nothing to do and nobody's talking you're just sitting Mm. and watching absolutely right like, right. You have to find to a way to stay engaged because your job is literally to be hypervigilant mm-hmm. and have the world's greatest situational awareness. And that's hard to maintain over the course of hours. Yeah. 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 Especially at the beach. Oh, I guess I guess it also doesn't help that a lot of movies <laughs> and TV shows depict beach lifeguards as being like too cool and like, yeah, going and right. <laughs> you're so right, Alan. That is absolutely right. Um, they're they're not. Cool. They're they're actually. They're actually really great, incredibly in shape people that are all about community service. They're dying to say hi. Oh, that's really nice. I'll, maybe I, I'll try that next yeah. time I go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I have been going. I don't. I don't know. Maybe we should cut because I don't want like anyone to feel like this is okay. I have gone to the beach a couple of times. I just like drive up and I like leave all my stuff in the car and I go like swimming. Jess, you're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> you you go swimming. You go to I, Santa Monica. Uh, I've been going to man. I, well, even then I don't want to blow up my spot. I've been going to Manhattan because like, if you go 
on a weekday afternoon, like no one is there. And I've just been dying to go swimming specifically, not socializing. And so I just like, like I said, I park, I leave all my stuff in the car. I just have my bathing suit, my towel, and I go in the water for like maybe 30 minutes and I get out and then I drive another like 45 minutes back home. <laughs> yes, I'm just like, yes, don't leave everything in your car, Jess. But I can't leave it on the That's beach. Where... <laughs> That's true. I don't know. That's I true. guess are all of the beaches closed? in california no manhattan is I well, that's like, I don't think- it's open like it's not illegal to go to manhattan beach right now it's just um i think discouraged because people think that like you're gonna have like a beach party and that's not what i'm doing i just want to swim exactly yeah. exactly i mean it's certainly a great place to social distance yeah um and it's a great place to be alone because you're out in the open air but if beaches are closed of course we're asking folks don't yeah don't go, go to that beach to the beach if they're closed but I don't think they're closed everywhere. They're not. And I know this because my dad loves to call me and be like, Chicago's beaches are closed. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) What am I supposed to do about it? (laughs) Fix it. Open them, Kara. You know, talk about a cold place to swim. (laughs) Talk about a cold place to swim. When I lived in, in, uh, in Chicago, I went into that lake. Holy cow. That thing can be freezing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was the beach. Does it count as a beach because it was a lake? That's the beach I grew up on. The lake. <laughs> it's a beach. It's a beach. Um, our next question, yeah. What it, this seems like it might have a very simple answer, but we want to know, what do you do if you do get into like any kind of trouble at the beach? Well, we've certainly explained what to do in a rip current. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Need to relax, ride it out, try and break out of it carefully, gently, calmly. Um, uh, don't fight against it. And so eventually you will be able to break out of it and then make your way to shore. Uh, but if you're in trouble and you don't know what to do, you can't break out, make sure that you relax enough to stay buoyant. The more you flail around and scream, the less buoyant you're going to be because you're moving, right? Mm -hmm. It's easier to float when you're calm. So, um, that that's dangerous. You don't, you want to remain calm. And I know it's very hard to remain calm when you're terrified that it's hard, but you cannot have literally medically, you cannot have a panic attack if you are breathing. So remember to breathe. So keep breathing, keep your head above water, obviously, and then try your best to signal the lifeguard by waving lifeguard. Know that when that wave goes up, above your head, back and forth. You don't even need to scream. In fact, I'd suggest you don't. You could end up with a mouthful of salt water. So keep waving. They are looking for those signals and they will come and get you. Um, Okay, follow up because I just thought of this. This also might be silly. Like if you notice somebody else is in any kind of trouble and you like alert the lifeguard, but they're like, they're maybe they're helping someone else or like they're just like you're as far away from the station as you can possibly be is there anything you should ever do to like try to help okay this is the other problem with this is the other danger about going to the beach is overconfidence in the water yeah a lot of us feel very confident and we of course we feel confident we were lifeguards we were competitive swimmers we're goddesses you know uh, we're mermaids so we think that we're we're super confident in the water but the water is i mean the ocean is really just created to to make you humble so be humble when you're okay. there the most easiest thing to do is to throw something that is a flotation device to people if you can get it out there um 
that's the easiest and best thing to do. The other thing is keep your eye on that person and make sure somebody else is going to get help. Never take your eye off that person. Uh, rips can take people out quickly. You need to keep your eye on them. Okay, cool. So it's like, I would not suggest going in if there are lifeguards there, though. Yeah, I just wouldn't. I was gonna say it's very much like fire safety in that way, then, in which you shouldn't like try to save anybody. You should like the number one job is to like make sure a firefighter can do their job. Absolutely, get out of their way. In fact, let's talk about the. The, the similarity between water safety and fires. I think mm -hmm. of beach versus pool the same way I think of wildfire versus house fire. Oh. So both, oh, both can be lethal, both can be yeah. dangerous, but a pool is enclosed like a house is enclosed. So that fire or that emergency drowning, it's enclosed. You have a much better chance to find the person, to get to the person, to get mm -hmm. the person out of yeah. trouble in a, in a pool. Uh, an ocean's a whole other animal. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Interesting. Sorry, I, I messed up the question order with my follow-ups. Whoever, Kara or Alan, <laughs> oh, no whichever worries. one of you <laughs> Yeah, this is a conversation, okay. right? So it, yeah, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess to like keep yourself safe, what are some essential items you would recommend people take to the beach with them? That's a great I love that question. And the very first one is a buddy. Mm, yeah. Jess! <laughs> Jess is going yes! alone. How do we do yes! that now? <laughs> I know. Miss Jess is out there alone. I hate that. I hate that. I, hate I that. promise. But yeah, knowing, bring a buddy. Yeah. If if I do continue to go alone, which seems less and less likely with um, the increase in virus numbers, but I promise that if I do that, I will introduce myself to a lifeguard and let them know that I'm there alone and that I'm just going to swim go. for 30 minutes. Are there, there you go. lifeguards? Now you've got your buddy. Now? Oh, yeah, you got your buddy. Yes, I have a dumb time. question uh -huh. for you, Jess. What? what kind of swimming are you doing? Like, when are you doing like, <laughs> are you just like fun? Or are you like, like when I say swimming, I want to say swimming laps? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Because I am, um, I'm not a strong swimmer. I'm like a strong person, but I like <laughs> that's the extent of it. I'm literally just going to like enjoy being in the water and like barely like swimming, like maybe body surfing a little. Really, just like enjoying the water splish splashing around and getting out okay you're splish splashing and you're yeah they got it that's great yeah. so you've got your buddy don't forget sunblock Jess is a killer with that I know she would please, never forget that please. sunblock is super important yeah. that's all about exposure and I talked about that earlier about you know cold water exposes you to all kinds of bad things, including cramping and exhaustion and all that when you're out in it. So uh, sunblock will also mess you up. Um, I mean, without sunblock will also mess you up. Um, that shock, by the way, of being in the hot, dry California sun and oh. then getting into our very cold ocean, mm -hmm. that can mess you up too. So be aware of that. A life jacket or a flotation device, if you need that, if you think that it's really good for you to go into the water with something, um, that's a great idea. Um, knowledge. <laughs> oh, really yes. important you can to bring, bring it with yes. you everywhere and you never have to forget about packing it. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> knowledge is so important. So I've got you. I've got you some knowledge here. Let me get you some knowledge. Who knows about beach flags? No. Um, no, this no, will I know. give you, yeah, if the <laughs> lifeguard's busy and, and you don't know what the hazards are that day, there are beach flags. They, they fly them from the lifeguard towers and they tell you what is oh. going on. And so a double red flag means the water's closed to the public use. So double check that. One red flag means it's a high hazard day. That means that there's okay. either really strong currents, um, or, um, uh, 
uh, strong surf, which you really have to be careful of. A yellow means it's a medium hazard. If you're a strong swimmer, a confident swimmer, um, you might want to go into the water with a yellow. Green means it's low hazard. It's a great day to go in. Purple means that there's some wildlife nearby that you might not want to encounter. Ooh, like everybody a shark? thinks everybody thinks sharks, <laughs> but also think jellyfish. Yeah. Think oh, algae. Yeah. yeah, there's some of that the stuff that seems to yeah, seems mm -hmm. to be a much less, you know, uh, scary thing that that actually can affect more people. But now that we've mentioned sharks, yes, um, yes there are sharks off the coast of California. There's there's 1.8 shark attacks per year. Oh, I thought you were saying there are 1.8 sharks. I was like, <laughs> what is <laughs> He's and missing that, his tail. That 1.8 shark is incredibly busy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but 1.8 shark attacks per year in uh, each year in the last decade. Um, now it means that you are far more likely to die of a bee sting, a lightning strike, or even just regular old drowning than mm. you are to be attacked uh, and killed by a shark. They're super, super not common at all. There is one fatality, um, I think, one fatality every other year in the United States. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. So um, the most shark attacks happen in Florida, then Hawaii, then California. We're third on the list. Texas is fourth and the Car Carolinas trade off fifth and sixth. Mm. So um, it's very uncommon uh, for that kind of thing to happen. But they are out there. In the, and yeah, they're out there. Um, that's just in a fact, risk. the most common yeah. place is Monterey Bay. Oh. So if you find yourself in Santa Cruz or um, or Monterey, freezing cold water. Yeah. There. But uh, um, there's more great whites in Monterey Bay than any other place in California. The so. more we talk about Santa Cruz and Monterey Bay, the more I'm like, maybe they shouldn't let anybody <laughs> swim. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. It's a great beach. <laughs> it's a great beach. And if you're a surfer yeah. or if you want to learn how to surf, oh. that beach is absolutely incredible because there's the beginning um, surfing place along the rocks at the mm -hmm. very northern part of the beach where people can learn because it's a surf break. You can literally just oh. ride your, your board right into the beach. But then if you go up literally just a few hundred yards up, there's one of the most famous surfing spots in the world. In fact, they claim that Hawaiians um, more than well over a hundred years ago in, in the 19th century, Hawaiians came to Santa Cruz, created boards from the redwoods near Santa Cruz and were the first people to surf in California. Uh, and oh, it in very Cruz. cool. That's so cool. That's yeah. cool. <clears throat> yeah. By the way, there's a flag. There's a flag for that. Um, if you see a flag that's black and white checked, not checkered like, you know, the end of a race, yeah. but just four squares, two too white, too black. That means that that's a surfing area and not a swimming area. Okay. Stay away from that. Uh, okay. I, that I think that was one of my questions earlier. It was. Later on. It was one of your yeah. questions. We answered. Check. Like boom. You know. Check that box. Check, check, check. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I have a question for you, Cameron. Okay. Um, because I know that we teach hands-only CPR at my Safe LA, and maybe this is not the uh, smartest, but I'm gonna ask it anyways. Is there a difference between hands-only CPR that you would do like on like a dry like land on dry 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> not sand versus sand versus sand, land versus sand. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that is not a dumb, stupid question. It's oh, one of the you. most common questions I got from the junior lifeguards that we <gasps> teach hands only mm. CPR to every year up in Santa Cruz. And they're wow. a, they're a really storied group of kids. They're incredible lifeguards. Mm-hmm. Um, and we teach them hands only CPR. Every single class I teach, somebody says, um, do I have to get them onto land instead of sand? Sand is land, and sand is plenty hard enough. It's mm-hmm. a great okay. place, actually, to do CPR uh, because um, it melds to the body, but it is solid enough for you to get really good quality compressions. Okay. Do it right on the sand. Don't do it on the water, as we know. Mm. Yeah, that would... Yeah. <laughs> as we know. That's not, you're not going to help anybody trying to do it. Even, even if you pull that person who's in distress up onto a board like a light uh mm-hmm. like um a surfboard and by the way the guards in santa cruz use surfboards all the time that's how they get out to you oh and then they can put you on that one um there is a special way to try to begin compressions on that board if you've got more than two rescuers but really the best practice is to draw, get them to um the the beach the sand as quickly as possible and start compressions then mm. thank you now yeah. i feel great for asking that question. Yeah. Yes, it's a very intelligent question. Yeah. Um, so we, one of our things that we teach CPR, like uh, with our organization, like we educate people and there's, forgive me, I don't know if there's a better term there, like the regular CPR we teach, which we assume is the vast majority of the time going to happen in someone's home. What's the, the big difference if you catch yourself needing to perform CPR on somebody who you've pulled from the water? Right. So my safe LA teaches hands only CPR. Uh That is not the full first responder CPR that includes the pulmonary part of cardiopulmonary resuscitation, Mm -hmm. pulmonary meaning lungs, meaning airway. Mm. So that is a whole other animal. Um, You have to get certified. Uh, It's a three plus hour class. Um, and there's very specific ways to do CPR that includes airway. What we teach all over the city, uh, every high school student back when there was high school yeah. <laughs> and, and all kinds of community groups um, is hands only CPR. The reason why we teach hands only is because, first of all, we want every single human being in this city to know it. Mm-hmm. It's a really really easy thing to be able to do. It's five easy steps. It can take you five minutes to learn it, um, Mm -hmm. maybe a few more minutes to get good at it because it's all about the quality of compression. But hands-only CPR is just about compressing the chest. And what that does is it buys the person who's no longer breathing and their heart is no longer functioning. It buys that person time. You're basically the stop, stop gap measure. You are pumping their heart for them until first responders can arrive and introduce new oxygen into their body. Mm. So that's why you want to be doing hands-only CPR and you don't have to mess around with an airway. Hands-only CPR can be done very successfully on the beach. It can be done very successfully at home, as long as you get that person off a couch or a bed or a chair. Uh, It can be done very successfully by someone and the um, survival rates, if you do hands-only CPR or full-on CPR by a stranger in a recognized emergency, the survival rates are about the same. Mm. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Wow. We're okay. not talking about first responders. We're not talking about somebody who codes in the hospital and then, you know, you have to, you have to introduce, we're not talking about that. We're talking about those, those, um, uh, uh, 
emergencies in the home, on the beach, in the park, mm -hmm. where a stranger or a family member who is not a professional first re responder steps in, the survival rates for hands-only versus full-on CPR, the exact same. Oh, that's amazing. Wow, so if, amazing. if there's an emergency where like uh, a first responder isn't, or a lifeguard isn't immediately present, you should still start hands-only CPR? Absolutely. Oh, great. Okay. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get on that chest as soon as you can. Um, get uh, kneel next to that person by their shoulder so you're perpendicular to them um, and put the heel of your hand on the sternum of their chest. Use that sternum as your hammer. Press down hard and fast 100 times a minute until somebody comes and helps. Huh. That's great. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. super simple. Yeah. And sing staying alive. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Staying alive. Uh -huh. and you get your 100 beats a minute uh, beat. Yeah. It's perfect. Baby Shark, too. If, um, baby Shark does work. Yeah, Staying Alive isn't in your repertoire. What is Baby Shark? I'm so sorry. You don't it's know Baby It's a terrible, Shark. terrible children's song. <laughs> it's oh, a, the world's worst earworm. Yeah. It's an mm -hmm. awful thing. I, I feel like if I start singing it, you will know this song because. Baby yeah, it's been around shark, for a long time. Sometimes they play it in clubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mommy, daddy, grandma, grandpa. It's awful. There are clubs. I mean, I guess it's though. easy if you're doing like, I don't know, five to ten minutes of hands-only CPR. You have a whole family of sharks to see. Yeah. About. <laughs> Instead of just listening to staying you alive three times. And what's crazy yeah, is when we when we teach high schoolers, even though they hate Baby Shark, they are much more likely to know that song than they are staying alive. Wow. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, that makes me sad. It's an old yeah. song to them now. Yeah. It's it's yeah. I mean, it's ancient. It's like us listening to, I don't know, Tin Pan Alley from the 20s or something. It's, yeah, it's very, very old. Um, so is there a point where it becomes unsafe in the water for a swimmer or surfboarder? Absolutely. Uh, anytime you see that double red flag mm -hmm. or the red flag, it means that it's very high hazard. Um, surf's too high. Currents are too strong. Water's too cold. Uh, there's no lifeguard on duty. All of those things say stay out of the water. What about um? I, oh, <laughs> what about no, like go ahead, Jess. Pri uh, like private pools, um, or like private swim spots because so many people are going like camping right now, like where there are no lifeguards and there is no like security or whatever. What should people look out for? Yeah, you're right. Um, those are those are dangerous things, but. Yeah. Very few of us hire a lifeguard yeah. to look over our home pool. So yeah, <laughs> um, pools are pools. The reason why pools are so dangerous is um, there are more pools than there are beaches. Mm -hmm. So we're going to find a pool in a lot more places, and because pools are behind fences, and they're next to homes, and so basically the access to a pool is uh, more common than access to a beach. And usually when you're on the beach, people are you know watching each other, where uh, in a pool, little kids can sneak out and get into that pool and people don't realize that they're there. That's the real danger. So pools, you have to have fences around your pools. You have to have a locked gate so the kid cannot get through it. Um, that's really important. And then um, here's something I think is so really incredibly important. Learn how to swim. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And teach your little kids how to swim. You can teach a baby of six months how to flip onto her back 
which means she's keeping her big old head. Six-month-olds have big honking heads. She can keep her big old head above the water and breathe, and she can kick to the edge and grab a hold of the edge of a pool and call for help. Six-month-olds. There are all kinds of lessons online. Just Google it. Google infant swim lessons. They're everywhere. They're so cool. And there's a very set curriculum about what, how you teach a six-month-old versus how you teach a one-year-old mm-hmm. because they're capable of more versus a two-year-old and on. It's never too early to get your baby into the water and get them comfortable and confident. Uh, also, if you're an adult who doesn't know how to swim, same thing. You can also, <laughs> honestly, as um, someone who also taught people how to swim for about 12 years of my life, I much preferred teaching adults because, it, like, we can talk to each other like real people, and it's like easier to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's easier to tell an adult like, if you stop freaking out, you will, you, yeah. you will float. Yeah. Because right. we float. It's never like, too late. How do you know? It's like we do float. We do. <laughs> we float. Yeah. Up. Um, but but older people are also they're harder to teach though because kids will just go oh okay you mean that I can do this and I'll live okay and they believe you older people are like I'm gonna die die." (laughs) I know but at least they're fun they're they're interesting they're sweet it's cute yeah there was I don't know if you guys all saw but there was like a a viral video going around maybe last week maybe the week before time is elastic um Mm -hmm. of of a swim instructor throwing like a baby into the pool and people were like freaking out and then I and even I saw it and I was like that seems like a lot and then I talked to Cameron about it while we were working the other day and she's like no babies can swim and I was like that's insane I had no idea yeah yeah very impressive. Um, it's babies. like throwing a cat in a pool. It's a vicious <laughs> and cruel thing to do. The cat doesn't want to be in there, but every single cat knows how to swim. Uh-huh. It's it's literally in the old part of our brain. We know what to do. Put a baby, just a little baby, just kind of lower them into the water, and their little feet start kicking immediately. Oh. It's it's just natural. Uh, that's one of my favorite. Um, there's not a single one, but there's many like viral videos of people holding dogs just above the water, and they're already uh, yeah. <laughs> pattering in anticipation. Of of touching it uh dogs are oh. so pure um <laughs> they are what are some i i know we talked about like essential things to bring and like riptides but are there like some general safety tips for either the beach or the pool that you feel like maybe the most of the population doesn't know that you'd like to share with people yeah i, I just think that some of the stuff that we've already mentioned but it 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 um it's a good idea to repeat is you know those flags that are flying from from lifeguard towers mean something mm-hmm. uh look it up that's why they invented google <laughs> i never <laughs> even no knew i truly never paid attention to no the fact idea. that there were yeah. flags yeah. and now i feel um misinformed but i'm also like if i'm misinformed and i'm just like a regular american who likes to swim i cannot imagine what like so many people who go to the beach are like oh that's a flag how fun because yeah. <laughs> that's oh, what that's i pretty. thought that's pretty. Yeah. And this most person of us likes think, red. Yeah. <laughs> most of us think that that's, that that's us so we can identify the lifeguard tower, yeah. you know, to yeah. bring attention to the lifeguard. No, but it means Like something. there are other towers so, on the beach to get them confused with. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Um, but you'll see the flags flying in a lot of different places. And I love, again, I'll repeat it. I love the idea of going and checking in with your lifeguard. Hi, I'm visiting from. Yeah. Uh, I'm a strong swimmer, but. My sister isn't. Um, is there anything we need to know today here at the beach? And that person might say, well, you know, 
there was a jellyfish invasion two days ago. They seem to mostly be gone, but look out for, or whatever. They can give you the knowledge, which is, you know, as important as bringing a buddy. Two most important things to bring to the beach, knowledge and a buddy. Mm. Yeah, wow, I think Jess, that's, I mean, that, bring one. <laughs> that really is my <laughs> biggest takeaway from today, which like I said, seems so simple, but thank you for mentioning it is like talking to the lifeguard. I do always post up near the lifeguard tower anyway. Um, because I'm single. Um, no, because, <laughs> because there's usually yeah, go get those literally it, most of the time it's like teenage boy yeah. like, in Chicago. Like, <laughs> right. You know, right. The fact that I was a 16 year old teaching adults how to swim was wild to me. And I'm like, my life is in my hands. I'm 16 years old. It's yeah, also that whole usually watch crap. Yeah. It's just not real. If no. you come upon somebody who's like 38 years old, and a lifeguard they're either independently wealthy or they need to like rethink their yeah, Jess, maybe don't, don't. they're not the person you deserve just walk away i don't deserve a teenager no it's usually because it breaks it breaks the wind and their shade is yeah. why i actually post up at a lifeguard tower um, but uh yeah i will absolutely like talk to them from now on um yeah I can't believe I never thought of it. But once again, it's because I'm like, uh, nobody wants, who would want to speak to me, person at the beach? Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> I want to speak to you. That's why I'm here today. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> We didn't ask Cameron. Cameron asked us. Just yeah. kidding. It's true. That's Cameron. I've been begging for weeks. Um, we kind of already touched this subject, but I I have a story on it. On why on the um, it's like what are the big differences in safety between like a the beach and the pool and something um just to let you guys know like don't dive into the shallow end because you will knock your two front teeth out like I did and my or two break front your teeth. Neck. Yeah, I just knocked my two front teeth out and they're fake. So <laughs> these two oh, are fake wow. teeth because as someone who is, I've been swimming since I was four because that's when I got diagnosed with my hip disease. So the one sport I can do forever mm -hmm. is swimming. So my parents put me into swimming mm -hmm. and I did this as an older teenager. So I had been swimming for at least 10 years by the time this has happened, <laughs> dove into the shallow end, knocked my two front teeth out. Oh my God. Don't do it. Guys. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. not fun. It was not fun no. freshman year of high school to not have my two front teeth for a minute, you know? And it's no fun to break your neck either. So don't do no, it. No. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Um, not, yeah. it's Yeah. Yeah, you will die on top of also having something not aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> so, and you know, we've you've heard it a million times, but there's no such thing as uh, as a body of water too shallow for somebody to drown in. Yeah. So mm -hmm. think about your hot tubs. Think about everything. I yeah. once, when I was a summer camp counselor, we would always book one extra night at the camp after the kids left as our kind of like end of camp party for the staff. And I, I once fully fell asleep in the pool and like luckily oh like the entire staff was there so like they literally just like shook my shoulders and like woke me up but I feel like it it goes you think it would go without saying but uh, I feel confident um in saying don't um swim when you're tired or exhausted or drunk drunk yeah <laughs> yeah drunk absolutely that's so yeah um uh, and if you absolutely insist on swimming when you're drunk, 
Make sure you've got your buddy with you. Yeah, you your buddy, and make sure your buddy's not drunk either. Yeah, <laughs> and probably some like wing floaties too, just to be safe. Something. Uh, yeah, something. Cool. Well, I think we've covered. Um, I think every question we had. Um, yeah. And oh, one last one. Where where online um, should people go to learn more about safe swimming? Yeah, there's so many. Um, uh, resources out there. If you just Google water safety or Google know your beach flags or stuff like that, there's, you know, we all depend on Google and, and yeah. thank goodness for it. Um, but if you want to learn um, or see some, some neat videos our award-winning videos um, on water safety, you can always just go to mysafela.org. Oh, I really set up that plug. Yeah. Sure yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Like, as I was asking, I was like, what other website is Cameron possibly going to say? <laughs> it has to be our the website. California right? Fire Prevention Organization, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, well, thank you so much, for Cameron, for coming on and talking to us about this. Um, what a lovely time it was. And hopefully everybody yeah. listen, learn something uh-huh. important and new about safe swimming. Um, and that's it. Um, is there anything else you'd like to let people know before we sign off? No, I think you guys completely covered it. Invite me back again. Let's come up with another idea yeah. on what to talk about because I had oh, a blast. Yeah. I would love, okay. love you back. <laughs> that will not yeah. be hard at all. Cameron is an expert in many, many Woo-hoo. things. Um, for okay. now, um, this is our, our last planned episode for season two of Everything is Okay. So we'll be back with more episodes either in a week or two. Keep an eye out for that. Um, and like Cameron said, if you found anything interesting, all of our information is at mysafela.org. I have been one of your hosts, Jessica Svensgard. I have been Alan Pintal. <laughs> and I've been Kara Myers. Thank you. Sometimes it- I've been Cameron Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Always sometimes. Sometimes. Occasionally it's a conditional identity. Um, it is. And remember, <laughs> even if you get a little sunburnt at the beach, uh, everything will be okay. Thank you for listening, everybody. Bye. We are hosted by Kara Myers, Alan Pintal, and Jessica Svensgaard. Produced by Jessica Svensgaard with production assistance and original music by Lucas Last. Special thanks to our founders, Cameron and David Barrett. Find Everything is Okay and our Spanish-language sister podcast, City Talk LA on Espanol, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Deezer, and more. Find us on social media. Our Instagram and our Facebook are media underscore mysafe underscore LA. Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube are at MySafeLA. MySafeLA is a nonprofit organization. Please consider supporting us with a donation to help us continue our mission. You can learn more at www.mysafela.org slash donate.